What we do is we look at a couple of different ways of working out the living wage in India. Um, so we look at the Asia Floor Wage Alliance, we look at the Global Living Wage Coalition. And then we also look at what trade unions are asking for. So we look at those numbers and we go, how does that differ from the lowest paid worker? How long does it make, take them to make a Yes Friends garment? And therefore, how much extra would we need to pay them? everyone and welcome to the Together podcast. It's a conversation about faith justice and how to change the world. Today I'm joined by a very exciting guest, Sam Mabley, who is the co-founder of Yes Friends. So Sam, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Anna. How are you? Yeah, doing good. So Sam is a bit of a legend in the circles that I'm in, so also personally keen to have this kind of conversation. Um, But I know people can feel a bit funny bigging themselves up, so I thought I'd just do it for you now, Sam. So Sam's co-founder of Yes Friends, as I said, and since 2021, they've sold over 13,000 sustainable and ethical t-shirts, and they've been spotted in The Guardian, The Independent, and Sky News. They've also been awarded the highest ethical rating by Good On You, and because of this support, they have given thousands and thousands of pounds directly to garment workers. So Sam, that is so exciting what you've been involved in with Yes Friends, but before we really get into that, I would love to know a little bit more about the man behind the brand. So who are you? Um, who am I? Uh, I'm Sam. I live in Bristol. Uh, I'm 28. Uh, I have, I came to Bristol for uni. I studied music here. Um, and then just stayed afterwards like so many people do. And, uh, and then went straight into, uh, the world of startups and, and fashion. Uh, so I, uh, before Yes Friends had a couple of clothing stores in Bristol where I retailed lots of different clothing brands. Would you say that your friends know you for your fashion? Uh, probably not for my fashion sense, maybe for my fashion businesses, yeah, but um, for my style, I'd love them to, but no. Well, if you are a friend listening to us, let us know if you do rate Sam and his fashion style. I can't actually see it right now because we're online, um, but I'm sure it's great. And so Sam, For our last episode, we were talking about Declaration, which was just this amazing event that we did in person. And we asked a lot of people on Instagram Lives, if their life was a movie, what genre would it be? So we'd love to know from you, if your life was a movie, what genre would it be? Uh, I think this is an incredibly hard question. I'd love to say it's like an action or a comedy or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Because that'd be very fun. But I don't think many people's lives are are like that. But um, yeah, I asked this to my housemate this morning and he was like, what about a sitcom? So I live with uh, five adults, one baby, uh, and wow. have been in this house for like six years. And uh, it's, we call it community living. Um, and I have lived with so, so many different people in that house. And so through the iterations, uh, it, I think if my life was to look like a movie in any form, it would probably be a sort of sitcom thing of the interwoven lives of everyone who I've lived with. That's so funny. Have you had the friends moment where you've got a chair trying to go up the stairs shouting pivot? Uh, Yes, I'm pretty sure we have had that. Yeah. Wow. And do you have any like weird stories? Because I would say that my life is like a sitcom as well, but I haven't lived with as many people as you have. So now I'm a bit like, maybe Mm. I need to change my answer. But do you have any weird, like weirdest housemate you've ever had or the nicest? Uh, Oh, weirdest housemate. You couldn't say that on a podcast. Um, I... I think I've it's amazing just getting to live with so many people. It's cool having seen like I was there in my early 20s. So have been there with loads of single people and have also been there with married couples and babies and things like that. So you get to just experience the whole spectrum of life, really. Yeah. So that's been um, super fun. 
Wow, definitely is a personal. I didn't expect you to say that too far. I thought maybe you'd say like, um, what kind of genre is a movie where you've just like been very successful in your job and like you wear an office suit and just, I don't know, that kind of, I don't know what genre <laughs> that, that kind of movie. I don't even know what that's called. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Yes Friends. What is Yes Friends? How did it start? So Yes Friends uh, launched in 2021, um, April 2021. Um, it started from a conversation with a uh, a journalist. Um, they were a sustainable fashion blogger, and they were yeah creating this post and asking me all about my shop at the time, uh, where I was retailing lots of different ethical clothing brands. And they said, "I've heard it costs uh, thirty pounds to make a fully ethical." Um, t-shirt and I thought that's not true at all you can do it for way way less than that and so from that point onwards I started to think about um what would it look like to make ethical clothing really affordable um so yeah so I actually forgot about it for a few days and like it was just on the back burner and then and then I started rethinking about this idea and I was like why has nobody done this um and I had seen all these different brands, supply chains and markups. So I knew the industry well and was like, I know this is totally possible to do. Um, but I knew that we would need to scale if we were going to make it happen. So I put together a team. Um, I met these two amazing guys at a uh, wedding during COVID. And uh, so there was only 30 people there. So you just get chatting to everyone. And I was friends with the bride and they were friends with the groom. So I hadn't met them before. And um they yeah they had done really well in their uh, careers at that point and I just got in touch with them after after I had this idea and was like what what about setting this up together and um the it was it was during covid so it was the um so the lockdowns were happening and in uh in the january lockdown of 2021 we started working on yes friends and we brought a couple more people into it and we spent three months just building the brand and uh working out what we were going to do and then in april we launched the 7.99 sustainable ethical t-shirt and uh we needed to sell 3,000 in that month to make it work um for launch and we sold about 4,300 and it was yeah and it was a crazy time um so that was the start that's incredible. We love a networking moment in a wedding, especially if there's just 30. I think it's so crazy what's happened during COVID. It feels like some people have had their most like successful ventures in the midst of what you would not expect to be a time of growth. Yeah, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's really tricky because COVID was an incredibly hard time for so many people. Yeah. And then simultaneously, it does also create opportunities as well. There's often opportunities in tricky situations as well as good situations and I, the opportunity that we had was time um and so because we were just all at home so much it gave us this time to just work on things in the evenings and um yeah which I think like knowing knowing the the guys who I set it up with and how full their lives are mm. we just wouldn't have been able to do that um without wow. having that time yeah this is almost like a once in a lifetime thrive on the moment kind of situation yeah, it was just an opportunity because I was uh, running physical clothing stores and the one I had at that time was closed because of the lockdowns. My main focus at work was was no no longer existed. It was like, well, that's mm. shut, so I can't really do anything. And I was, I was running an online business as well um, for that store, but that was sort of set up and running. And so I just had loads of free time to work on it. So 
That's really cool. And so you said that thirty pounds, like you can get it cheaper. Why are clothes so expensive if you can get it cheaper? So it's it's a mix. So the the fashion industry ranges wildly in terms of markups. So mm. if you go to luxury fashion, the markups that brands will make on stuff is just extortionate. Um, and then if you go for much more budget fashion, the markups will be a lot smaller. Um, and in the ethical fashion industry um the markups were sort of like often in that kind of mid-range they were just like fairly normal um so it was um and so what so what we were doing with yes friends was going if we can miss out the retailer margin which was the like what i was doing before so with these shops if i can like cut myself out of the equation and go straight Mm -hmm. to the customer um, like H&M and Zara and all those brands, if we can do that straight to the customer, then we can bring down the margin a lot. And if we can work in big quantities, then we can bring down the price of the product a lot as well um, from the factories. Um, and so a lot of ethical brands are just working on a much smaller scale. And so it's harder to offer more competitive pricing. And then also if they're trying to sell to shops um, as well, they have to put in an even bigger margin um to account for that so there's a few like knock-on effects which we're cutting out um through the s friend supply chain so you said that like first of all it was a three thousand it was like three thousand yeah. t-shirts you're going for did that feel mm. risky were you a bit like this is a it's going to either fail or it's going to work like how yeah, yeah how did you feel before that drop i was actually really confident in it i just thought I may be overconfident. I just thought the idea was good. I was like, why would people buy this? Um, And looking back on it, I'm like, wow, it's really crazy that people did uh, all buy it. Like, that is kind of mad that happened. Um, And like the, the things which felt way bigger than like the idea were we decided to um, work with an agency to create our first video. And that was like most of the money I had at the time was just spent on that one video and so I was like oh this better work Um, yeah (laughs) it better be worth it and so it was things like that and and it totally did like that video was the thing that got shared around all the time and so it's um yeah I think that that things like that felt like the big risks to me rather than the idea itself I was like oh I think this is just gonna work um and yeah uh unfortunately it did but that that could have easily been overconfidence but i think so much of like entrepreneurship is just like naive optimism um which is sometimes very naive um (laughs) as i continually learn have you had businesses that you've done before that have failed or has it been um uh yeah define failed i've only done yes friends and one other business um the yeah so the other business um i wouldn't say failed but it wasn't like a wild commercial success at all um but i learned loads and loads doing it um so yeah i was gonna say i like you saying to find failed because to fair everything is like a learning curve and everything can be used for something else so yeah yeah yeah, exactly also i feel it's a very entrepreneurial thing to be like there is no such thing as as failure (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard. I think, but I think failure is something which we like. It, however, you think about it, is something you you constantly face when you do 
this kind of thing because you're just always taking some sort of risks and like I'm constantly like putting my heart into something and then being like so the denim campaign earlier like early last year we were aiming to sell two and a half thousand pairs of jeans in a month and we sold about a thousand and so in many ways we failed like we didn't hit our target of what we were meant to do Mm. Uh, and but then when it came around to sending out all those jeans uh at the we did it last month this is anything but a failure like we've made this awesome product loads of people have bought it and they've really liked it and um but at the time it felt horrible it was so hard um but it like really took seeing seeing the product and seeing what we had done for me to realize it wasn't a failure but at the time it really felt like that but failure is so much just perception isn't it Mm. yeah so speaking of the different clothes you have what I love about Mm. yes friend is it's both like very ethical which we can get into practically like how we know that it's true and how you guys have integrity but also just Mm. the like humor part of it so I read your emails and I always find them quite funny just the I don't know different like word twist but also don't you've had like an underwear campaign or underwear drop over Christmas Mm. where was the vision behind that because I feel like people wouldn't think like okay the t-shirts have been a success the jeans have also been great but maybe not as so so the next thing we're going to do is underwear like where did that come from um so it came from yeah I can see how why that's a little bit random from the outside we do a survey so every time someone buys something it says what product do you want us to make next and Mm we just collect all of those answers and we just work through them of what people want yeah so jeans was the like everyone wanted jeans and it was just like jeans 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 and then the next thing was underwear yeah yeah wow and then you're not necessarily a designer fashion designer yourself so how many people involved in the process of dropping yeah I don't even know if drops the technical term. I think I'm just trying to be on the like. Drops drops makes us sound quite cool, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> like Supreme and all of those trendy brands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. How many people are involved? So uh, there's me and my co-founder who we are involved in the like dealing with the factory and all of that side of things. And um, we do get involved in design stuff. We're not designers, but um, we get involved with trying stuff on and measuring things making sure it's all right and uh and then we work with a freelance um fashion designer who's awesome um and yeah so she works on the on that side of things with us so it's it's really small um so and then sometimes we get in some extra help on the marketing side um to yeah to boost that side of things as well cool very cool now i feel Mm. like some people might be listening and be like oh that was so great to hear about it like great to hear about the underwear and the jeans and t-shirts so let's get into that how practically is it ethical how can we trust that you really are like um supplying like the living wage and making sure that you're looking after the garment workers uh so so we rely heavily on third-party certifications so there's loads and loads of different ones in the fashion industry um the factory we're working with most of the moment are certified by fair trade um so they look at the um working conditions of the factory um and then we also um work with certifications like uh got which is global organic textile standards so um the first factory that we work with um they were got certified as well which looks at the environmental side um yeah the, both the factories um the ones that we've used in india have both been solar powered as well so from a that's looking at yeah obviously both the sustainability and the ethics side of it and the the big thing that we do which goes like above 
like most other brands um is to do with the wages um so despite all these certifications where you can go cool there's good working conditions in this factory um and they're they've got good environmental management in the factory um often wages are still what's required by the certification is just minimum wage um and um a lot of countries their minimum wage is just not high enough for someone to um live well on so um what we do is we look at um a couple of different uh ways of working out the living wage um in india um so we look at the asia floor wage alliance we look at the global living wage coalition then we also look at what trade unions are asking for uh so we look at those numbers and we go how does that differ from the lowest paid worker in the factory um that we work with and how long does it make take them to make a yes friends garment and therefore how much extra would we need to pay them um for when they're making yes friends items for that to be a living wage so we look at those different things and then we pay um the workers a bonus um so we send that to the factory and then they distribute it um um amongst the workers through payroll um so yeah so that's how we do that side of things um and so we're really wanting to get to a point where factories can go we're getting enough business from yes friends that we don't we don't have to bother doing a bonus scheme or anything like that but it can just be like they're paying living wages directly so the denim factory that we were working with already did that um and so we didn't need to do um anything on top there because they were just already paying living wages but that's really really rare in the fashion industry even when factories are certified by fair trade and things like that it's um yeah really rare so that's that's what we're doing on the yeah the ethics and sustainability side no that's so good i mean just all of the different certifications that you listed um yeah just like proves it further and i also love how transparent it is as well of like you understand the industry and you understand that there's been so many um problems with it so like that's something that you've targeted we talked about this a little bit before but you're also a christian sam um and i just want to know how did your faith come into it so like you talked about like having that confidence did you feel like it was like a god-given dream but then also like where do you see in the bible god talking about the living wage and just justice when it comes to fashion yeah okay so there's two questions in there the second one was about living wages in the bible and the first one was about confidence confidence we can get to that after yeah uh okay so the living wages in the bible so the two verses that i particularly feel like god has spoken to me about james 5 verse 4 uh and it says look the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the lord almighty and then the second one is malachi 3 5 and it says so i'll come to put you on trial i will be quick to testify against lots of different things uh including against those who defraud laborers of their wages so those two verses to me speak quite strongly of god's god's justice on um on living wages and being like this is a really important thing and i know living wages is slightly different to defrauding workers of their um, of their pay um, but I kind of see it in a very similar way of if you're not paying someone enough to live off um, even if you've agreed a lower rate then you're in in a way defrauding them of their of what they um, what they need um, and it's just exploiting them really so yeah so I feel like it's something that God's really um, really speaking about um, and something that I'd love to see as just a normal across the fashion industry yeah yeah yeah, I love what you said about it being normal because there's so much in the world of how we do things that 
people think is normal but actually if god's like mm-hmm. how has the way that's like true and just then that's the normal that we as christians should be mm-hmm. aiming for rather than seeing that as like above or like extra good if we've done that that actually should be the standard of what god calls mm-hmm. good so then what we as the yeah. church call good as well so yeah, yeah thanks for sharing that and then yeah i guess my second question the confidence was it like you know you knew that god was like about the living wage so then you pursued it or was it more like you yeah what came first the faith element or the business or both at the same time um i think a mix so um when i was 18 just before i moved to bristol for uni i went shopping one day and my conscience was just like i can't buy anything that's not ethical and so i was thinking about wages and working conditions at the time and so started looking into ethical clothing companies from that point onwards um so so yeah and that was really out of the blue so i think that was a a real god thing of just being Mm. like god convicting me about that and being like okay this is the this is what i'm gonna do and um so that was kind of a mix of yeah that was kind of faith at the beginning i think and then i wanted to set up a business during uni and so then the business element came and then with and then i felt god speaking specifically about living wages um but I was still, I was already in in business at that point. Um, and then Yes Friends just gave me a chance to like really express that particular part of the industry. Because when I was working with all these different brands, some of them were focused on sustainability um, uh, rather than living wages. And I was like, why aren't we focusing on living wages? This is so important. And Yes Friends gave me an outlet to actually um, express that properly. Mm, so yeah. good and has the passion continued like so from 18 you had this but have there been moments mm. when you've been like oh I just don't know if I can do this or god are you in this or yeah tell us a bit about the kind of doubt or questions that might come underneath big business yeah yeah I think um that I I had a stage with um yeah the previous bus- business I um ran where I was just like flipping out, what am I doing? And that was like a month before I had the idea for Yes Friends. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember meeting up with a guy who mentors me and being like, here's a financial plan for the next five years. I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, screw that. You should throw that away. That's That's got no, you haven't, that's got no faith in it whatsoever. Um, wow. And so that was a real like, that was definitely like a low point for me. Um, and then, yeah and then a month later I had this idea um for this new business and um start journeying with that and we've had a few prophetic words about yes friends and so it feels like God's really moving in it but it doesn't stop it having times when I'm like what the heck are we doing and how are we going to grow this thing and um yeah so it's it's a constant journey of um thinking thinking you've worked things out and then being like well I really haven't worked things out and so I think the denim campaign was a real um like epitomize that of going for it going for this big thing and then it really not working out which is just a complete emotional roller coaster when you're running the thing you're like oh my word I poured my heart and soul into this thing and then it hasn't worked out how I expected it to and um so I was I was just super tired after that and was praying loads for a full-time co-founder at that time and was like i really need someone to do this with um full-time and uh then a few months later this guy comes on board who's um 
yeah, he's like 20 years older than me. Um, really nice guy, really faith filled and, and is just loving um, working on Yes Friends. And I'm just like, wow, what the, it's so niche to find a co-founder for something like this. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's been really cool seeing that journey and being like, wow, God's really provided um, for the business. Um, and then there's a new challenge and you're like, cool, wow, we've got a hope in God again uh, for this next thing. So it's, yeah, it's it's anything but steady, um, the startup world. So, yeah, it's constantly being like, flip God, we need you again. Yeah, I admire your courage because I think that level of instability, I think I would be a bit like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? But, yeah, just your enthusiasm is infectious in terms of, yeah, your confidence and also your joy over it. And then I think being able to, like, overcome hurdles and keep going is, yeah, it's just so good and such a testament of faith in God's provision. And you reminded me that my housemate's like motto or like vision for the year is to like put more skin in the game and like to get herself more involved mm. in things and kind of feel that cost. Mm. And you mentioned about like putting money behind the business. But I think just also what I've been, I don't know, seeing from your story is just the level of like sacrifice and like you putting your skin in the game to be like, I think that this is right. And I think that this is good and looks like justice and I'm going to get involved. And I think that really is like the way of Jesus of just like laying down your life you know, and like, what can we gain unless we give it all up for him? Um, mm. So for those who are kind of going through the sacrifice and might be in that, the same, like, what the heck? Like, what's my, you know, that bit that you were at yeah. as well. Like, what would you say mm. to them? Uh, I think one is just that, like, perseverance is like the trait of an entrepreneur. Like, it's one of the most important things is just, or whatever you're doing, like, perseverance is incredibly important. And I think it's, underrated as a character trait um so it's just so learning perseverance is awesome um mm. and then too the other thing i've been learning this last like um few months is to have hope in god and not in a thing or in an idea or a person or and i think it i found it i find it easy to be like we need to sort out X situation and therefore like a financial situation. We need to sort out this financial thing. And then you're like, I'm really hoping in this contract to come through or this particular thing to happen. And you put your, you end up putting your hope in that or I do anyway. And rather than going, actually my hope is in God, not in this particular thing coming through. And my hope in God has to look like ta something tangible at some point, but I'm not going to be, I think I find it easy just to put my energy into, okay, it's going to be this contract or this person or whatever. And it's like, and it's far, I find it way more stable if I can just be like, no, my hope is in God instead. And so even if that contract doesn't come through, I'm still hoping in God to um, resolve this situation. Um, so yeah, so that's one of the things I've been learning. No, that's, yeah, that's so cool. And you talked about perseverance being um, one of the traits of an entrepreneur. Um, what mm. else would you say makes up someone? Because there might be someone listening thinking like, oh, maybe I've got an idea, but like, you know, the whole imposter syndrome or like, I don't fit the qualities. What would you say are some yeah. of the things that you wish you knew at like 16, 17 that were like signs that this was for you? Um, Big questions. I, I wish I knew. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I think you need... I think it's helpful to have some sort of naive optimism to be an entrepreneur because things will go, it will be harder than you think they're going to be. Mm. Um, and that's, and that's fine. Um, if you're just, if you just go into it and just be like, great. And, and then you have perseverance to get through it. 
Um, and yeah, what else? What other advice? Um, I really don't know. It's so difficult. Um, you've got to have confidence in your ideas um, and and be fine to change them as well. Um, and I think it's worth knowing that most people probably will think your idea is not very good um, and will not. Um, it's it's so easy to be skeptical about ideas and critical of them. Um, and and that's fine. Um, so you just but you just have to be aware of it of like because mm. it can be vulnerable sharing ideas and going for it and being like here's this thing and then someone's like shutting it down and when i was wanting to set up shops i had so many people like oh right oh cool nice one and then i actually did it and they were like oh wow you actually did it and they um but i think there's there's a natural skepticism maybe it's just in the uk um but i think being aware of that and being okay with that and just being like cool i'm going to push through anyway and having confidence to go through for stuff is really really important i just think confidence is massive um yeah that's so helpful because i think i remember well basically i went to this poetry night with joshua luke smith on monday just shouting him mm -hmm. out um and he just talked about like we can become really cynical but actually like have we lost sight of just like hope and some people will call cynicism mm -hmm. like wisdom when actually sometimes it's more doubt and like not coming from a place of faith so i think just mm -hmm. remind yeah that reminder again that actually naive optimism is part of the kingdom and is like part of the mm -hmm. wonder and glory of like believing god can do more um so yeah, yeah put you on the spot but excellent answer and I think I'm just enjoying it. I feel like I'm learning a lot, especially knowing a couple of people in startups. I'm like, I need to share this with them. Um, so, yeah, if anyone listening, if you know someone who has dreams, has big ideas, maybe needs to persevere, is kind of hitting that wall, make sure that you send them this um, for them to be encouraged. But, yes, yeah, Sam, it has been so great. Um, and, yeah, you can see the effect of your prayers and you just persevering. Please could you pray for anyone listening, um, just that if they've got that idea um yeah that they would be able to push it through and see the lord working in it as well and anything else mm. that comes to you yeah absolutely yeah jesus i just pray that you'd give um give anyone listening to this confidence to pursue what you're calling them to do whether it's in business or whatever area of life is they're in that you just give them the confidence to go for it and i pray that you'd surround them with a community who can be confident in them as well and a community who hears you and um loves to tell them what what you're saying um so yeah so father i pray for community and i pray for confidence um and yeah just bless all these people listening amen amen i feel like that was such a testament to your emails as well community and confidence just the word, <laughs> word to say again um so yeah if people want to check out you and yes friends more where can they go uh go on to uh we're yesfriends.co or just google yes friends uh and you'll find us and then sign up to emails or instagram or anything like that the emails are the best bit so um emails are the way to go um but we're also on instagram and tiktok and all those things amazing well thank you so much for joining us sam thank you very much for having me We will be back again next month with another episode. If you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on Instagram at WeAreTearFund. Also, we would always love a cheeky rating out of five of how you found the podcast.